Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy, and today's episode is going to focus on a specific thing this time of year that some of you parents may come across. Well, a stressful situation may come across. I don't know if you guys knew this, but it's almost back to school. Now, even back to school, even back to school shopping can be one of those experiences that can be really good or really bad. <laughs> I will just leave it at this. I may or may not have gotten one of my worst public butt whoopings during a back to school shopping situation at a shopping, at a surf shop in my hometown, San Diego. When I told my mom, I did not like anything she was picking out for me. Let's put it this way. Back in those days, people didn't report to DCFS, but if the owner of the shop was back <laughs> in 2023, he might have to report my mom for abuse because she uh, was It's funny that I'm laughing about it now. It wasn't funny when it happened. So oh, back to school shopping can cause issues. Maybe we'll do an episode just on that. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of stress, right? So kids are going back to school. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. But one thing that keeps on coming up year after year and seems like it doesn't get better every year, it's probably getting worse, is the thing where parents will come and tell me, guys, they'll say, hey, listen, my kid is really nervous, really anxious. In fact, they're having tons of anxiety about going back to school and the biggest part of that is just being around so many kids, the social part of it, the insecurities about being accepted, about getting along with people, making friends, especially if the kids starting like here in Utah, seventh grade for most schools is the first grade of middle school. Sometimes it's sixth, but seventh. And ninth is uh, not like in California. Ninth is usually the last day, year of middle school here. So it's like 10th grade. So if your kid's going into the high school for the first year, going to middle school, starting a new school, or if your kid just has a lot of anxiety about going back to school, we're going to uh, address that in this episode. Now, I want to start off uh, with with uh, Jason here. So i got two of my OJs with me today, um, Jason and Rojo. So I want to ask you, Jason, when it comes to kids having anxiety, going back to school, I mean, after the pandemic, I think that was probably the worst one when kids were wearing masks and they hadn't talked to each other for a long time. But I think now it's back to that typical type of anxiety that you would expect some kids to have. So when you hear kids having anxiety, have, have you seen this with any of your kids or have you heard other parents tell you that this is a thing that their their kids are really nervous and then they're worried um, and, and as a result of their kids being worried? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, this is a real big challenge. And of course, we have four kids and actually one that's starting high school this year and he has a very cool schedule because on the schedule second period he has social wellness what Kozlowski. No that's a true story no I, just, way. I just found <laughs> out yesterday so he's very excited we're excited as a family well i've seen all the other hewlett's so might as well yeah man so we've had we now have a senior a junior and a sophomore he's coming to your sophomore class he's very excited about that i'm but excited too he is having a, a you know He's he's worried about high school. That's his first time. And then everyone, everyone at that grade is. Whether they yeah. say it or not, I can see it in their eyes. They're like, their eyes are wide open. They're just like looking around. The school's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he's not like some uh 
nervous kid all the time about stuff. He's fairly confident and uh, he has lots of friends. And so he's been good, but he's been in the same school now for a few years. And then our youngest son is going into sixth grade. Now he'll be the ruler of the elementary school. <laughs> and, you know, so, but he also is, you know, feeling a little trepidation. I don't know if these guys are feeling full on anxiety yet. We haven't discussed it so much, but yeah. I do know lots of parents that are like, Hey, I'm worried about my kid going into the school or going back to this, you know, this place that they don't feel so comfortable. So it could be first time at a school or just returning to the same place that they don't even want to be there. So I've talked to parents that are like, we're thinking about pulling our kid out. Yeah. We're thinking about, you know, switching up schools, maybe even homeschooling. I mean, that's how big of a challenge this has become for a lot of children and, and families, especially. And obviously it doesn't just affect the kid. It affects the entire family and it can affect the whole classroom. So yeah, I'm really curious about what you recommend in this case, because as parents, we sit there and just say, Hey, just be yourself, be courageous, be kind to everybody. Look other people in the eye, be make a good first impression with your teacher. You know, I mean, we're like giving them all the best yeah. stuff we can think of as, as parents. Be helpful, be friendly, be brave, be a Boy Scout, you know, essentially. So I, I'm just curious about what you're going to what you're going to give me, because I, I mean, this is important to us and our family. Yeah. yeah. Rojo, I want to ask you, first of all, is, is this something you've ever seen with uh, with, with your oldest? Well, um, I haven't seen it as much, but. I'm getting it <laughs> me yeah. as a though as as the parent yeah. because I know I know my son very well and yeah. you know I I know I know most of his strengths I know some of his weaknesses so I've been really just like I really hope he make friends you know like school uh, school clothes shopping like yeah it was moments that he will pick something and I'm like um you, know, you going like, like you going to middle school this is your first time in middle school we'll work we'll work up to that brand you know yeah, like, let's, know. Just, like <laughs> let's just get it like let me you know, guess he didn't want all friends. the cheapest stuff well no 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 it was it was the opposite it was the complete opposite like he wanted to wear some sketchers i'm like oh, yeah. sketchers don't get it done in middle school son like we, we got at least <laughs> oh, okay. you know, yeah, that was that. just me you're you know, like son just... you need to step your game up you need to get <laughs> yeah. some more you know, it's like, it's like you gotta build you gotta build up to that like funny. that reputation you know it yeah. was like something to be I different like, you gotta have your own reputation first before you start going out first yeah you can't unique. wear sketchers on the very first day we got oh like, this is so funny Nike, you know Nike, i thought i was Reebok, asking adidas I thought you know, I was asking like, a but, regular parent this question. I forgot I was talking to Rojo. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> He's like, so, man, you can't come in and all laced up. Nah, pants all, <laughs> pants all, like, uh, all wrinkly and stuff. Come on, man. You hey, gotta come hey, but it's, it's, being, it's being real, though. Like you said, this is something that's like, like, as me as a parent. And then, like, even my brothers, I was like, man, this dude talk about he want to wear some sketches. My brother was like, don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. Do not do that on his very first day in middle school. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah. You got to build it. But no, yeah, really, like um, like you said, though, is that I don't think my son is having it as much. And I think it's because he he needs to experience. He needs to see it. I, like, like my son, Aiden, my oldest is one yeah. of those. You got to see the things to really be like, OK, I know this is happening. And like for me, we or not just me, but just like y'all, we all have been there. We have been to you, you know school. how cruel kids can be, you know, how yeah. like. He might get in his own thing. You're like, you don't want nobody trying to punk your son or talking nope. down to him because he's just like being himself. And so I'm glad you said that because even though the question was like the parent saying, hey, my my kid's anxiety, do you think it's possible that the parent asking this question and parents interested in this question are can relate to Rojo? That's like, it might be just as much their anxiety, if not more. 
Yes, yes, because I mean, it's us as parents because we want the best for our kids. And no matter what happens, we we want them to feel accepted. We want them to feel appreciate, appreciated, you know, but when we're not around, we always have that back, that mindset, like that thought that's in the back of our head of like, I really hope my child is being treated the right way. Because you know, most teachers is going to treat your child right. But then when it comes to students, they don't have their parents around, just like we don't have our, just like we're not around our kids. Yeah. So sometimes kids act completely different than what we see. So we all have that thought of like, I really just hope that my son or my daughter or my child in general is doing good. And you wish he was that fly on the wall on that first day, sitting in that room trying to see, okay, that's the kid that my kid not going to be around or that kid is mean or that kid is good, but you can't guide your kids into which kids are good, which kids are bad. They got to figure it out by themselves, but we just have to be the parent to give those base. Like you were saying, Jason, given the base, like being respectful, being nice. But it's us as parents that have that anxiety of like, oh my God, I got a middle schooler. That's how I was feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've well, already gotten so much out of this. I'm going to actually, I need to go because we need to go take some sketchers back. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny you said that because, uh, yeah, I, I could definitely, I could tell you some funny stories. Uh, but, <laughs> But both my kids are, are are going with some nice pairs of shoes to start off the school year. But we made them earn it over the summer because they wanted the nice, expensive ones. I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna lease them to you right throughout the summer. <laughs> now they're theirs when the school starts. Point is, I'm gonna answer this in two parts really quick because what you guys said is is just I love it. I loved how you talked about from the child's perspective of having your kid and seeing what they're going through. Then also from the parent's perspective, my, my kid's almost aloof to it. Like doesn't really know that he should be concerned about these things. But once he's there, he's like. Because you're in middle school, you're like, oh, damn, people are way more judgmental and critical than they are in elementary school. It is mm-hmm. like, okay, what do you look like? How do you dress? Like, you know, there's certain types of things. So step number, I'm not saying step number one, but one important thing for all parents, and I think you guys kind of already said this, and it may seem like it's superficial, but it is important. It's what I call the Deion Sanders effect. Deion Sanders used to have the saying says, if you want to play good, you got to look good. Right now, that was his model because obviously, you know, he'd add extra little flair or whatever. But when kids are going into an uncomfortable situation, put it this way if you're going into um, uh, a wedding, say you're going to a wedding reception, wedding party, would you rather go there underdressed or a little overdressed? Over, 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 over. right? You'd rather be, you always want to err on the a little overdressed versus, especially in that type of situation. So parents out there with your kids, their haircuts, their clothing, I know not everybody has the money to buy a bunch of nice fancy stuff for their kids. However, showing care in your kids' hygiene, really making an important uh, thing for them and, and really encourage them. I know a lot of girls going into middle school, a lot of girls going to high school, they, they don't really understand makeup well. And I'm not saying all girls have to wear makeup or anything like that. But whatever it is your child shows insecurities about, shows that they feel like they're not really comfortable with, I always encourage parents to put down your ideal version. Because some parents think like, well, if you wear makeup, then that's not good. Or if you um, dress a certain way, it's not good. I'm not saying allow your kids to wear a bunch of inappropriate clothing and put bulletproof makeup on with like three layers of foundation. <laughs> what I am saying though, is try to support them in any way possible to look their best on the first day and first week of school. It's very important for psychology, for self-confidence to walk into a room and not have a stain on your shirt. 
walking into a room with your fly open is like, oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. So kids are so cruel. Kids can be so mean. You don't have to look. Everybody's going to have their different styles and stuff like that in school. Everybody's going to have different types of fashion. But if it's one of those types of typical teen fashions, you'll find a group. People like, oh, they kind of belong over here. They kind of fit in this area. But if your kid doesn't have their hair combed, has, you know, like just just really kind of like, you know, kind of just doesn't really look like to put a time and attention to caring for themselves, they will most likely hide themselves. They will most likely hide behind long hair, bangs, cover themselves up, beanies, hats, and hoodies. When your kids are hiding their own physical self, that is a potential mark that they're in, unconfident, that they lack security, and it can make them a target and you wouldn't even know. We wow. do not want our kids. I didn't know you're going there with this one, David. I, I didn't know what direction. This is so helpful. And I mean, I'm thinking about my kids and what, what we've tried to do because what I'm thinking about my daughter first day of high school. She, she insisted there's somebody named Brandy Melville, like really nice high end cute clothes. Right. So we go and get her all this stuff. And I was like, what is the big deal? And my wife was keen into this, but I was yeah. like, what, what are we doing? And, you know, so I really appreciate it. Cause I've always thought, Oh, you just show up with a smile. You know, that's all you need. So uh, this is very helpful, David. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh -huh. what happens is um, it allows you to, cause there's no such thing as a fully formed and fully developed teenage personality and fully formed self-confidence. But if you feel that what you're wearing is socially accepted, it's something that can be identified, even if it's a little fringe. Some kids will come there wearing like, you know, like anime jackets and stuff like that. But other kids are into that stuff. So technically, it's not fringe. They have their own space, their own group. It's got to be identifiable and noticeable to other kids like, oh, that's a typical thing that social kid like teenagers would would wear. Right. But if you don't, if you have something that out like it's let's say kids come from different countries come from different states they get identified really weird like that kid's dressed different than the other 20 options that were around here what's wrong and i'm not saying your kids can't get away with just being themselves but like what rojo said it made me think about it when he brought it up it's like i don't want my son wearing sketchers not because there's something wrong with sketchers but he wants them to get that personality first meet friends then you kind of do whatever you want but there are these social norms that's kind of expected if you want to find your own social groups parents have told me well it shouldn't be like that it's not fair and i say and it's that way that's right it shouldn't yeah. be that way and it's not fair and it, it, we do that at work. You walk into a work situation, you totally. see people kind of dress similar to you. Okay. You kind of look similar you know to, to you. You're kind of you're like, you relate a little bit. You start now. Do you make friends with people who have nothing in common with you? Of course, but that takes more time. That initial first week you want to find an association with other kids. I, you know, through my nonprofit, I'm very fortunate enough that we're sponsored by vans. I find every teenager that's a little bit of a misfit, a little bit of struggling in certain types of ways. And I give them brand new pairs of free vans. And so many times kids are like, this is the nicest shoes I've ever had. I've never had cool shoes like this. Not because their parents couldn't afford it because their parents were like, no, no kid of mine's wearing vans. Cause that's what skater stoners wear. Well, what? Like, you know, I'm like, what? Sure. It's, you know, like it's just, they have, they have these weird like associations with it. So you guys may not have thought this as listeners that we're going to go down this path, but I'm telling you, if you want your kids to have, their uh, anxiety minimized, you got to check a couple boxes. One box is that they look and feel their best. 
Okay. Another box is that they have someone to communicate with about their stress going into the first day of school and after the first day of school. They got to talk to other kids their own age. If they have people, if they have kids at their school that they're going to go to school, have them say, go up to one of your friends and say, hey man, are you a little stressed about school? And if their friend is stressed, they can share common feelings about it. If their friend says, no, I'm not really stressed, say, okay, well, I'm stressed. Explain how you feel. And then maybe your kid, your friend can give you some insight that can help you understand, maybe I don't need to be that stressed. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I'm worried too much. Having other peers to be open and honest with each other about going to school helps them realize if their stresses are realistic, if they're out, if they're just overthinking things, just kind of helps it figure it out itself, but you have to bounce it off other people. Um, the third thing too, which is also very important, is when you walk into classes, tell your kids, to engage with the teacher. Go up to the teacher, say, hey, my name's so-and-so. Happy to take your class. I'm looking really forward to your class. Instantly check the box right there that you're engaging with the teacher. So many kids come to my class, they sit there and put their head down. The last thing they wanna do is look at me. The kids that come into my class right off the jump, like, hey, Mr. Cos, or hey, nice to meet you. Like, what are you about? And try to get to know me then guess what? I'm talking with them. They're not the teacher's pet, but they're not just sitting there in silence. Interacting with your teen teacher. Then the final one, if you haven't listened to any episodes on uh, the former Light the Fight episodes, you can go look at those. And there's one in particular called the Smile Experiments. I tell all kids, in fact, the second day of class, I teach all my students this thing called the Smile Experiment. It's one of my favorite social health tools. And when they teach, when they do it, they all come back to me with their eyes wide open, their jaws dropped. They're like, dude, I made more friends in this past week than I've made like all year combined. They tell me all these examples of how they connected with people. And the cool thing about the smile experiment, they don't have to change the way they look, talk, dress. They can be totally who they normally are. They're not selling out in any sort of way, but it allows them to bring that good vibe to the classroom when they sit next to someone turn look this person hey my name's cause what's your name introduce yourself to people around you most kids are scared their first day of class and if you're the person that broke the ice and made them feel comfortable now you'll have five or six kids around the class as soon as you sit down they're like hey what's up this is the kid that like made me feel comfortable i can talk to this kid it's totally cool there's very few kids in every classroom that won't socialize and talk to the kid next to them but someone's got to go first got to put yourself out there. And the smile experiment is just a cheat code way so that you don't fail at doing it. Cause a lot of kids are like, Hey, what's up? And they don't really smile. They look awkward and weird. And the kid next to them going, uh, what's up? Like you do not look confident about that. Hey, what's up that you just gave me. You look really awkward, bro. And that's just how it is. If we don't practice like greeting people and talking to people, we're going to be like, uh, my name is Dave. I know you probably don't want to be my friend. Okay. Never talk to me again. Bye. Hmm. Wait, what? Like, did you just already assume I wasn't going to like you? I've had kids go up to kids, but hey, do you want to go out to homecoming with me? No. Okay, that's fine. And then walk away. Don't set yourself up for failure. Look people in the eye, like Jay said, try the smile experiment. You got to go back, have your kids listen to it. I teach in my classes, engage with people, start that conversation. But if you do the style, if you engage with the teachers, if you talk to some of your friends about their stresses before and after the first couple days of school, you're going to have such a better advantage of starting the school year off than every other kid in your school. Some kids get lucky and just naturally do this, but most kids in today's world, they've got to be told. 
Man, that's you just dropped some serious good stuff, man. I'll tell you. And uh, I'm assuming some parents will be sitting here thinking like the way I was originally, like it's just personality and stuff. But I'm glad you brought around to that as well. But I, uh, some parents might be thinking like, oh man, now I got to go drop all this money on these clothes. The, you know, the candid thing is, is just like David's and Rojo's saying get them the style that makes them feel good about themselves. Like I shared about the expensive girls clothes. My daughter came home after wearing that a couple days and she realized this isn't even my style. This isn't what I want. And we had, we returned all these nice clothes and our family loves to thrift shop and find diamonds in the rough. And so that's where more popping tags. Yeah, that's where we go. We go do the thrift shopping and they find the coolest stuff. And then, you know, everybody in the school's like, where did you get that cool sweatshirt from the nineties? You know, like that's a different century, you know? So they think it's so cool. But uh, I think in terms of coming in and, and giving that teacher a smile, being engaging with people, you know, you being the one who's brave, that's the toughest part to convince the kid to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know to like go first to go first yeah. that's hard for all of us no matter our age unless it's just your natural personality and so you know how do you recommend that we encourage a kid who's naturally kind of shy or waiting for a sibling to be the one that engages you know to get them connected how what do you say to that child or parent well practice makes perfect right right so mm -hmm. don't, just don't, wait, don't, wait the, the don't wait table? for the first day of school do not wait for the first day of school. Have them learn about the smile experiment. Tell them the basics of it and have them practice it when you're just going school school shopping, talking to someone, a, 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 a waiter at the, at the restaurant. Okay, I want you to pay for this. Go up to the counter. I want you to pay for it. When you walk up to the lady, I, I do tricks with my kids all the time. Like my son wants to buy something. I'll be like, okay, I want you to go up there. I'll tell my kid, go up there. Here's the money. You talk to me. You say this, this thing. We're at the Lego store at Fast Place Mall of the weekend. We played a championship basketball game earlier that day. In the Lego store, I see a kid that was on the other team that my son played against. I said, hey, there's that kid you played against. He's oh, that is. Like, I remember playing against him. I said, I said, go up to him because my son wanted a Lego. He said, Dad, can I buy this Lego? I said, well, I said, I'll, I'll think about buying a Lego if you go up to him and you tell him, hey, what's up? My name's so-and-so, saw on your team, whatever. And my son's like, Shoot, I'll do that. Like, no big deal. Because I've already done it so many times with my son. I'm always bribing him to take social go first steps, like to step out of his comfort zone. Him and the kids start playing. I talk to the parents. The parents are like, man, we want you to coach our son next time. We had like a 30-minute conversation. My wife comes up, and my son made a new friend, and then they high-fived, and they left. And then, of course, he got a little Lego that I bought him. It's his birthday anyway. So I'm the Lego thing, but it was a win-win. He, he learned. He won socially by going out and talking to a kid and he got a reward for it. You get a Lego in his mind, man, the more social I am, I get cool things. Now I'm just implanting that in a small way to have a positive reward for that behavior. Yeah. I love that. We, we make our kids when they want to order something at a drive through, we roll their window down and make them do it. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh -huh. they hate that until then they're like, Oh, this is fun. I want to talk to people more. <laughs> you know, what? I, you're brave because that might be one of the things, the last things I'll do with my kids. Cause I have this, the one pet peeve, you know, everybody's got their weird things, drive throughs taking forever to order in the drive through my wife. If she takes a long time to order in the drive through, I'm like losing my mind going, there's 30 people behind us. Freaking just order. We're here for, I hate it when somebody's just there. Okay. 
Um, so if my kids took forever, I'd probably freak out, but that's a really good idea. I need to work on that one. Well, what I do is I'm usually driving. My wife's in the passenger seat. She's getting communication from the back, right? So they're all like sending it to her and then to me. And I'm like, let's just cut out the middle man. That's good. I love it. (laughs) What do you say, Rojo? Yeah. But, um, like what y'all saying is, man, it's really good information that I will be using. Like the smile. I'm definitely gonna use that with Aiden, but it's, it's, Okay, maybe this is a, a good opportunity to throw in a variable into yeah. this. I throw throw a big wrench into this, okay. um, into what we're talking about because me personally, growing up, I had other siblings. So other siblings that was older, which they already made friends at the school. So say, example, going to middle school, I already had an older brother that was there. So he already established the 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 foundation of like, look. I've been, I did good. So now I got a lot of friends. So then I go there and it's pretty much, I have extra friends because my brother has extra friends. Then my sister, that's a year behind me. She go to the same middle school. She get all our friends. The teachers know you guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, so it it makes her, even, even if she didn't wear, like just wear like dirty clothes or whatever, like, or just showed up later, didn't really care about her looks she automatically had friends because she had two brothers that was there. Now change that up into a kid that's brand new or a kid that's by himself. Yep. This is where I guess I'm getting the anxiety at, or like I'm getting the, Oh my God, like, because my son is by himself. And also, you know, this is another big, a big thing too. And it might not seem like it, but it does play a big, a, a big, to me, it plays big because I guess for me, my son is the minority. He is, he might be the only black kid that's in all five periods at his school. So then that plays into, into a lot of different things. Oh, so yeah. what I want to ask you, Cosby, because maybe you can help me and, you know, get my, my nerves down a little okay. bit, is that when it comes to something that's like that, it's, it's very tough because I grew up and I wasn't saying I was popular, but I grew up where I had a foundation already for set. Sure. Because my Wait, it was already lined up for you. Yeah. It was already, yep. But then now it's like my son is going into brand new, going into middle school. And he's, he's hope I'm hoping that we can have some friends that we ran into, but he don't even go to the same. He didn't, he's going into a middle school that's in a way different district compared to the elementary school he was at. So oh, then so that also new, plays new. a factor. Yeah. So he's yeah. going to be new, new. So how do we go about that as a parent? Because I still have my moments of like, you can smile and be nice and that's cool. And it's like, if you, if, if you talk to the teachers too much, you know, you're going to have some kids like, Oh, you, you know, he's one of those guys, but it's, it's just a lot of different factors and variables to play into it. So what do you think? De- definitely the, the smile experiment, because I, I want you to look at that. And that's one of the social health tools that, that I haven't, that I haven't gone over with you yet, Rojo, because there's so many. We've talked mostly about statements versus questions, like other different types of tools. But um, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll just send you, there's a little teenage version of this podcast that I've done about the smile experiment. I can send that one to you. And there's also a YouTube video that you could just have him watch. It's like it has memes and funny things drop down. And in that YouTube video, that'd probably be the best one for him to watch. I just kind of break down how to do it. But basically to make a really long story short is that when you walk into a room, and you make other people in the room feel comfortable while you they introduce you, that is the biggest thing that draws attraction in a positive way to you. So as athletes, as big tough guys, as people that are, if someone's really beautiful or really rich, 
they will get um, a lot of attention for those things, but it doesn't mean that they're attractive to other people. Like mm-hmm. just because someone's his captain of the football team gets lots of attention doesn't mean people like him, right? Just because you're popular mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're well-liked. And so him being a minority walking into a school like that, a lot of these other kids, this may be the only chance that they've ever had to even make a black friend. Some Mm. kids may be coming from a situation where they're more scared of black people because they weren't raised around black people. Other kids may be more curious and other kids may be more indifferent, like really don't know how to feel because they've never had a black friend. So that first impression that he brings making people feel comfortable, then it's like, we're all on even playing field. Now it's like, wow, like, the skin color is really not as much like that kid's cool. Like that kid said, what's up to me? He said, Hey, how's it going? Now, sometimes people aren't going to like you for things that have nothing to do with your color. It mm-hmm. could just be like you, be, your friends, you hung out, screw that guy. I don't like him anymore, but it had nothing to do with color. Just they didn't return your Xbox game or, you know, something <laughs> like that. Right. Like, but in the very initial thing, if he puts that smile on, and I know your son, I've seen him smile. He lights up a room, right? He's got a huge personality when he feels comfortable and comes out of his shell. But if he can walk in, put that smile on people, to his teacher, to people around him, by the end of the first week, he'll have more friends than he knows what to do with. Like he'll literally have kids blowing him up. He's like, dad, I got all these kids who want to hang out with me. I don't know what to do yeah. because they're going to feel comfortable around him. But I'll send you that episode. That's why I tell all the listeners, cool. you got to go back and listen to the Smile Experiment episodes they're huge. They're really, really huge. It's about making other people feel comfortable around you instead of walking to Rome trying to look attractive, trying to be attractive, trying to get people to notice you. That's the law of attraction. That's the law of attention, not the law of attraction. The law of attraction is like, man, that person smiled at me. They made me really feel good. Then it triggers curiosity inside of your mind. And it's almost like you need to get to know that person. You don't even know why. Have you ever felt like, man, that person's cool. Like something about them just makes you want to be their friend. Well, Rojo, you and K. Scott, probably more than any two guys I know, you guys do that and I didn't even teach you how to do it. Like you guys naturally use the smile. Like when you teach the kids, like when you're coaching all the football kids, you don't walk to the parents like, hey, what's up? I'm Rojo. I played in the NFL. Listen to what I say. Don't question anything I say. Ready, break. No, you walk in, you do, hey, what's up? You're like the big smile. Like you're just happier. You're like, what's up? How you doing? Everybody's like, okay. I paid money for my kid to take training from this former pro athlete, but because the pro athlete walked up and smiled, I feel more comfortable. I don't feel so insecure. My kid's nervous about starting football. I'm nervous for them. You just made everybody feel more relaxed. And guess what? Now they're going to listen to you. Now they're going to take your advice because you made them feel comfortable. Your son can do the exact same thing that you've done. So you can worry that he can't do it, but then you can also remember that's your son. If that's your son and you do that yourself, oh, he can learn how to do it. It's in his DNA. He's got it. Yeah, man. And if I could just add to that, as a as a guy who grew up in schools, you know, uh, with with all the white people around, and then let's say the 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 black dude shows up or the Polynesian guy shows up or whatever, that let me just tell you the mindset of a majority that I can recall. As you know, we would see them and be like, oh my gosh. And, and it was almost like to us an intimidation factor, not a, not a, Hey, how can we not have them be a part of us? But like, I wonder if they'll like us yep. because mm. honestly, we, we've seen black people on, you know, in a movie or be a superstar singer or be a basketball player or a football star. And so it's like, in our opinion, you know, we're like, Oh, I hope that they 
like us. I hope that they'll, yep. honestly, it's a weird thing that goes no, you're, on. You're right. I knew exactly <laughs> what you're going to say too. It's like, I want that kid to like me. <laughs> I want that kid to like, exactly. So if he shows up with any personality at all, cause we're already going to first think, oh, he's, He's a better athlete than me. He's already, yep. I mean, it's just a stereotypical. <laughs> his dad played in the NFL crap. He's yeah. going to take my his position da- on the team. Gonna, yeah, he's going to take over my spot. I'm just telling you, in, in reality, he has so much power walking into that place. Yep. It's such an interesting thing. And I can I can testify to this as somebody who's been on the opposite end of that. I've shown up in venues where I am the only white guy of all people of different you know race and so forth. And I'm singing their music. Now mm. that's a that's a tricky one because they're looking at me like there's no way he can do it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm walking in there with a big old smile, and I'm just like, "Hey, I'm I'm just happy to be here." You know, like uh, I'm I'm sharing all that I've got in terms of my personality. Yeah. One time I showed up at an event uh, where it was all women. I mean, we're talking hundreds of women, and I'm the one guy. And they were like, what are you doing here? And I had been asked to lead music for children in what's called the primary of our church. And they had a, they had this big event where it was, you know, all the women were invited that were the usual women conductors and teachers yeah. of these children. I was the one man there. They were like, you're in the wrong building. I said, well, this is the training, right? For the, the, the people that teach the children how to sing. And they were like, you were asked to do that? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I know that's weird. All of a sudden I became almost like the jewel of the class because they were shocked that I was there. I'm just saying there's something really special about being the one and only who shows up. It's like, uh, it's just a special thing. And I hope that as a parent, you can feel like the power that he has showing up at school, he's going to be somebody that people will gravitate towards because of his personality, because he's unique and being different is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And it sounds like the biggest thing. I mean, I appreciate all those words that both of y'all have shared because the biggest thing I'm catching being, being inviting. Yep. Being able people make people have inviting them into your life. Invite them to you. Like, you know, be yourself and you still gonna have to go find some people that's going to want to invite you. But inviting is one of the biggest things that I'm pulling out of this. And that's probably one of the biggest things that would be good for the kids to understand is like being inviting. You can make decisions on who, who you like, or who you want to, who you want to let in like that, who you want to let in. And then you can make the decisions of who you want to go be friends with or who wants to be friends with you. So inviting is like something I'm catching. And Rojo, you naturally do this. Like think about it. I'm sure this happened for you're what six foot four black guy. You walk into a plane and all of a sudden you realize like, your seat is right next to like some old, like little white lady that probably doesn't know too many black people. Are you going to walk down, sit next to her? Like, what's up? This is my seat. Is that how you're going to approach her? No. You're gonna be like, Oh, excuse me, man. I'm like, this is my, you're going to actually lower yourself and make her feel comfortable. And like, if she drops something, no, I got that for you. You can invite her and then you'll just see her get calm, relaxed. And then she may be like, oh, where are you going on your trip, sir? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go see, uh, you know, my my family in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I got multiple brothers. Next thing you know, by the end of the flight, you just spoke to that sweet little old lady. You became friends with her. And she's like, the flight went by like in five minutes, even though it was an hour and a half to LA, because you made her feel comfortable by inviting her in by certain gestures and certain ways with your smile. But it starts with your smile, but then it goes into other little acts to make her feel comfortable. Yes, yes. And with the kids, it's what, like you said, I got to 
not push that on Aiden, but I have to be able to talk to my kids about it because respect, like you were just saying, uh, Jason, is about being being helpful, being mindful, yeah. and understanding the situation, even though your parents is not around. So yeah. it's like you got to understand that this is what the base of what we've been teaching you. This is the fundamentals. This is the foundation that we set. So now can you go out and do it without us around? And, it's, and, and it takes steps. It takes, let, like I told Aiden, he ain't going to make a friend. I was like, you're going to make a friend in every period, at least one friend yeah. the first week. And then towards the semester's going, you're going to start identifying which ones are your closest friends, which ones yeah. are like the ones that's in the same class as you, who catches the bus as you. You know, you start understanding that and then it becomes fun. It becomes a breeze after that. Well, I, I know you too, Rojo. I could totally see you like not saying this, but like feeling this way. It's like, Hey, you're the only black kid in the school. Don't walk in there, act a fool, and make me look bad as your father. It's like I'm married. I raised some thug all of a sudden. Like, 100%. I, didn't, I didn't get a college degree. I didn't do all this hard work for you to act like a act like a punk, right? Like you want him to go in there and be like, that's that cool kid that everybody wants to be friends with, you know? Yeah, I have to I have to explain to my kid, and maybe y'all as parents too, I have to explain to my kid that don't say the first thing that pops up in your brain. <laughs> be be courteous be mindful take in what's being said process it and then say something and that unless, will get you those, those words are you thank want. you don't say it <laughs> yeah yeah right it's like, it's like you get those friends because you said it yeah. earlier though causes that those groups you yeah. start identifying the groups that you're with like your very your very first week or your first yeah. day oh, you start yeah. like seeing different things because when it goes back to me in middle school i understood that i was a basketball i was a basketball i was a sports yeah. so for me lunchtime and recess is when I know I'm gonna make my friends it's like in the yeah. in classes maybe not but I know I'm gonna make my friends at recess and at lunch exactly. and then the next day I'm gonna establish who my friends are I'm gonna figure out what classes they're in and you start like identifying this so we have to we as parents have to let our kids explore it because we we can't we can't protect them all the time and you know it's only one thing in our life that's for sure that's gonna happen and we all know that it's is our number will be called, but we just have to hope that our kid has took in everything from us. That's going to help them be a better person and make the world better. Absolutely. We'll drop it on that for all you guys. listeners. remember the smile experiment, go to any of our, ep like just type in smile experiments. One of our earlier episodes back in light fight, one of the first 25 episodes back in the day. Um, if not, you can go to Mr. Cause YouTube channel. That's where I did some episodes during the pandemic for, uh, so some class assignments that I had for my classes I just made these uh, YouTube um, videos for my students that weren't in class so they could go back and watch them. So there's also the smile experiment. It's posted on the Mr. Cause channel on YouTube. So just Mr. and then K-O-Z. All right, you guys. Well, thank you very much, Rojo. Appreciate this little spin you put on that for us. Help to take the conversation in a different way. And uh, Jason, as always, thank you for your insight. And you guys remember, listen to this. If life's got you down on your knees and you're begging, please just always remember you can come listen and hang out with your OGs. Until next time, be cool.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.